What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 131, and we'll be talking about Stargate SG-1's episode full circle. Full circle! It's coming full circle. All the way back around. And you probably are recognizing that the audio sounds even a little bit different this time, but no buzzing insects or, or rustling leaves. That is a true statement. However, we are once again in the same location. Yes, we are! And that's the obligatory high five. <laughs> now, this thing is an independent podcast. You can help keep it independent by going to patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate, spelt precisely as it should be. We've got tiers and privileges. Zach will let us know a little bit about that in a bit. One of the privileges that we have is some Patreon first podcasts like The Other Side of the Gate, where Zach and David talk about spoilery stuff, though I suppose, Zach, you are probably running out of spoilery things to talk about because... There's, we are running... I mean, there are still things that are happening in the future that you don't know about, right. which are technically spoilers, but we are running out of the, the really big, huge spoilers. Right. Like, you're getting to a point where I would take you to convention and I'd feel fine. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. I. So, like, if there is a convention in 2022, oh, we, we should, should like look totally at the yeah. look at the calendar and see yep. if we can make that happen. <clears throat> that would be in June. So, listener, if you... Th- and it's in Chicagoland area, or at least it has been. There, there, there has been one in Chicagoland. I don't know. If, right. Uh, yeah. So, listener, if... Uh, if, if you, th- th- there's no plan right now. I am staring up into space looking for a plan to come out of the sky. It isn't happening. Um, but if you, dear listener, would be interested in, like, meeting up with us somehow, it's probably going to be in June 2022, if at all, uh, in the Chicagoland Stargate convention thing that typically that happens. happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Um, if we do go. Uh, and there is interest. I think it would be fun to have at least a meetup. Yeah. Uh, at a local pub or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'd be fun. Speaking uh, of pubs. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are drinking one of my favoritest beers on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's called Old Soul. Mm. It's from the Kelowna Brewing Company, mm-hmm. which is in, uh, well, in Kelowna, Iowa. Yes. So. And it's delicious. It is delicious. And it's also potent. Mmm. So if we're a little bit punchy today, well, pun- more punchier than usual, but yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, please continue. So the other thing uh, that we got going on on the Patreon, so we got uh, the other side of the gate. Uh, we also have Stargate Second Chances. Uh, based off of your votes, we will re-watch certain episodes. We have been doing our very best to cram in as much life as possible over the past several weeks. Uh to the point that we have overbooked ourselves, we we will absolutely record our Stargate Second Chances on the Knox. I think it's what, what we were saying in the next week or two, I think is what we were yeah. saying. Um, so that's going to happen here shortly. But, uh, you know, we originally wanted this done a couple of weeks ago. Didn't happen. But whatever. That's coming up. Uh, and, right, Stargate Infinity. Stargate Infinity. Uh-huh. We have to do the first episode. Yeah, we do. We don't have to do anything more right no, now. thank goodness. Because right now, the Patreon level is not over the $75 mark. Well, it was. Yes. But it is not. Aha! <laughs> if you would like that, you can go to patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate and support the podcast. And when that gets over 75, then we will get even more Stargate Infinity. That's right. Unfortunately. Now, when you listen you to me know, go... You might actually enjoy it. I... Well, I did like Bane. See? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 mm, we'll see. 
Yeah. We're just going to have to see. Well, yep. Uh, the, the, so if you're listening and you're going, that sounds like a lot of uh, paywall content there, guys. Um, I, I guess technically it is, but we do release all of these episodes onto our main feed over time. We're probably going to be doing that a good amount here in the next few weeks. Uh, we got a couple of second chances in the can that we are going to be popping on the main feed here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and we do that with all of our shows. So it will eventually land on the main feed, which is on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or your favorite podcast aggregator. So... Zach, if a yes. person wants to let us know that they are um, delighted that we are going to be trying our best to find reasons to give Stargate Infinity episodes seven chevrons every week, how might they reach out and let us know how excited they are about that? Well, if you are super duper excited about Stargate Infinity, <laughs> well, you already know what you can do about that. Uh, if you want to tell us what you think about Stargate Infinity, you can do that by emailing us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com, which is W-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-H-R-O-U-G-H-T-H-E-S-T-R-G-A-T-E at gmail.com. Wow. Well well done. You've been drinking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's That was... That was that was smooth. Yeah, well, we'll like this beer. Like the beer, the beer's very the beer's smooth. Beer's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, or you can follow us on Twitter at Stargate Walking, and of course we got the Facebook page, Walking Through Stargate, uh, and the Facebook group, the website WTTS dot space. Of course, we also have the Discords. Ah, yes. Uh, we have a fancy little group there that's hanging out and doing some fun stuff on the Discords. Uh, Brent is there more often than me. I am oh, yeah, a I lurker. Guess that's true. Uh, David is the one that kind of operates that, and He's people been, have yeah. a great time. Um, go and uh, f- where do where do they find the link? So it's currently the probably the easiest way to do that is on our website. It's right there at the header. Thank you, David, for taking care of that. We've also put it on Facebook and Twitter, um, but it's like buried in the feed now. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna say check the website for the link exclamation point. So there now, you go. That's part of our show notes. Awesome. Uh, you do have to uh, create a username and all of that yes. stuff for Discord, but it is free. Yep. Uh, at least it starts <laughs> off free. Yeah. Um, it's currently free, and you can get into all of the stuff that we do for free. Yes. Um, there are premium things in it, in there? Yeah, what you can do is that if you really like the server, whatever, yes, you can, you can give Discord money, and then you get perks that you can then share to servers which then give them perks so if people were boosting our server we could do things like have animated gifs or i don't know what and nobody cares doesn't matter i have no idea what any of this is because i have not once paid for discord uh, it doesn't but, matter i mean like fun. yeah I, and i can see how certain groups of people would want the coolie fun things but i don't care i'm there for the pe- like the words words matter words and, matter and you can share your important words without having to pay anything so yeah there you go all right so we've got all of that going on um the patreon of course mm-hmm. and you can do all of the patreon stuff that's there so with that brent yeah this episode the finale of season six of stargate sg1 yeah could have been the finale of stargate sg1 yeah that's right that's but right. it wasn't yeah shall we dig into it yeah let's get into all this right one. Uh, as is very typical so far, I think he may have done all of them. I'd have to double check. But the director for this episode, the one who has directed, I think, all of the season finales, is oh, Martin wow. Wood. Huh. Okay. Um, 
this season, he has done seven credit directing credits this season. He did Redemption Part 1 and 2, mm-hmm. Frozen, Abyss, The Other Guys, The Changeling. And when I look at that list, I'm like, holy cow, the only one that is the closest thing to a clunker, and it's not a clunker, is The Other Guys. Uh, yeah. And I wouldn't even call The Other Guys a clunker. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, the teleplay for this is Robert C. Cooper. Uh-huh. Uh, he, this is his sixth writing credit. He did Redemption Part 1, Redemption Part 2, Frozen, Unnatural Selection. He had a story credit for that. Brad Wright actually wrote the mm. teleplay. Mm-hmm. And Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this one. Mm-hmm. So there's some powerhouse there, too. Great. All right. They're bringing in the big guns. Now, this is the episode where we get all sorts of guest actors coming back. Yep. So we have Alexis Cruz coming back as Scara. Uh-huh. This is when we say goodbye to Scara. Yeah, I figured. Uh, we have Gary Jones as Sergeant Walter Harriman. We do not say goodbye to him. Yay! We have Michael Shanks as Dr. Daniel Jackson. Yay! We have David Palfi as Anubis. Boo! Yay! Boo! We have yay. Vince Cristeo as Yu Huang Shang-Ti. I have got things to say. Carry on, though. Okay. We will say hello again to all of those people. Wait. Okay. I, I want to stick a pin in, the, in you. <laughs> We're going to stick a pin in... Ow! <laughs> he literally stuck a pin in me. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> we're gonna say we're gonna see you again, eh? We are. I thought he died Okay. Anyway, carry on. He so I that- thought okay. I'll I'll jump ahead to one of the things that I was going to say. I thought I was now cursed with any time saying, Hey, I'm kinda starting to warm up to this system, Lord, and they die. Like <laughs> I did that with uh with with Apophis and he died. Finally, like, actually died. I said that about you last week, and I thought I saw his mothership go kablooey. So, he had lots and lots of motherships. Suffice it to say, not all of the motherships went kablooey, uh-huh. and the one that he was living on Happened escaped. To yeah, okay, fine. All right. Now, that's a spoiler. Technically. Not a big one. Nah, not really. Um, but there's more story for you, Huang Shang-Ti. All right, cool. We have Michael Adamthwaite as Harak. Ah, failing upwards, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, and now we have Sean Amsing, which is actually another person we are saying hello to again. Oh, okay. That is because we actually saw him in The Children of the Gods. Uh... He was just one of the people in the background. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He may have had some words I don't recall. Yeah. He did have a name in that episode, but... Was it the same as this one? Yes. Oh. Well, who is this guy? Well, he's an actor and writer known for Love, Guaranteed, Noel, and Always Be My Maybe. Okay. Um, (laughs) Always Be My Maybe. (laughs) That's all I know about him. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh, his first IMDb credit was in 1994 uh, in the TV series Madison. He played Sean in the episode Stealing Home. Well, that's an original name. Yeah. No, but really, like, so I see the name Tobay. 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 Who? Tobay. I don't know. Who? What What character was this in the episode? Okay, in this episode, so he was the guy who was talking to Teal. Oh! Right? Yes. When they were in the little bunker yeah, there, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. Daniel's going to save yeah. us, right? And he's yeah. like, Daniel is really cool, but I don't think yeah. he's going to save you. <laughs> gotcha. So, that's Tobey. 
right, and then we have Vina Sud, who is the Abaddonian leader at the very beginning, mm-hmm. who's leading the kind of council there that Skyr goes to. Yep. So I have a mini bio here on uh, IMDb that was written by LLA, and I don't know who LLA is, but here it is. Okay. Vina Sud is an award-winning actress of Indian descent and and is internationally recognized for her versatility in both comedy and drama. She has a theater degree in drama and went on to co-found the Loose Moose Theater Company <laughs> with improv master Keith Johnstone. Over the years, Vina has appeared in countless plays, films, television series, and continues to perform her improvisation shows. Incidentally, it's not countless because in terms of IMDb credits, the number is 174. Well, that's, that's a big number. Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't a big number. I'm just saying it wasn't countless. <laughs> in any case, continuing on. Vina grew up in the Canadian Rockies where she developed a passion for outdoor pursuits and nature expeditions. Mm-hmm. She, has, she was even a competitive rodeo participant when she was younger. Ah, she continues to live in the mountains in western Canada and continues her passion for nature by traveling to remote world locations on nat- nature expeditions. Cool. She is the sister-in-law of singer Sarah McLaughlin. Ah, okay. Uh, and as I said before, uh, she has 174 IMDb credits, mm-hmm. including several episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay, cool. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see her in a future episode of Stargate, but as a different character. Gotcha. Okay. Her first IMDb credit was uh, Do Kinare mm-hmm. in 1983, which is written and directed by Kavi Raz. Mm-hmm. It's an Indian American film. Mm. And that's all I know about it. I don't know who she played. I don't know anything about the story or plot line. <laughs> um, Kavi Raz was in it, so he wrote and directed, and, and he was in it. it. Yeah, okay, right. Um, but that's all that's there uh-huh. on IMDb. <laughs> As might be the case, there's a lot of these very first roles that have next to no information on it. That's a true statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so. Full circle, the original air date was February 19, 2003 in the UK mm-hmm. and March 21, 2003 in the US. Mm-hmm. In the US, they were still listening to Into Club by 50 Cent. Uh-huh. And in the UK, they were listening to Spirit in the Sky by Gareth Gates featuring the Kumars. So this has got to be a cover. Oh, it is a cover. Okay. I, I, I watched the video. Oh, did you? Earlier today. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, I don't know quite what to make of this. So it starts, the Kumars <laughs> is, is like this uh, British, I think it's it's a British uh, sitcom type of thing. Okay. Uh, some Indian family, an Indian family. Okay. In, okay. in the UK, presumably. I see. Right? I see. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're talking about how Gareth Gates has great hair. <laughs> and then they go into this song, and it's kind of a... It's Spirit in the Sky with a little bit of an Indian oh, influence. Oh, that's kind of fun. Uh, yes. It... Yeah. Well, I will be looking it up. Yeah. Pulling the audio. We've been listening to it this whole time. 100%. I, I have to admit, though, that, that Frank, while I appreciate the Indian influence in it, uh, that, that was cool. Yeah. His singing... Oh. Was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was 
it was I mean he fine. like 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 basically the only arranging he did to this like uh-huh. he I mean whomever arranged it for yeah. him was adding some sitar here and there that's not yeah I mean okay. because like 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 he he was singing like the original spirit in the sky from whenever that yeah, was yeah, right yeah and and like when you hear the the background singers yeah. in that it sounded like he was singing off of like a backtrack of the original oh yeah I got it right yeah and yeah. I'm like at that point I mean it's still technically a cover but it's not really a cover. I mean, I'm, it probably it is, a cover. It, it is a cover, and it probably isn't that, but that's still what it sounds like because they didn't do anything well, new to it significantly. I learned recently that a lot of artists have tried to replicate the sound of the guitar distortion from the original Spirit in the Sky by whoever did it. I can't remember the name of the guy that did it. And they, number one, nobody's able to replicate it. Number two, not even the original artist. Like it was just this magical combination of whatever ha- whatever distortion pedals and whatever happened to be available, plus that 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 element, which is I, I don't know this personally because I don't deal with distorted instruments in the same way, but I understand it to be that you can hook up the exact same things five times and get five different sounds. Yeah. Like and so like it just just never quite could get it exactly in the exact same way, but but. Boy, that was lightning in a bottle when they recorded that the first time. Or when they got it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. In any case. So, that's Gareth Gates featuring the Kumars in Spirit in the Sky. I might have to loop this song. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. And you still got to get to the movies. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Well, in any case, all of this is about bringing down the house. I guess so. Yes. Uh, Sure. And you know what? Interestingly, uh, like the whole Kumar Spirit in the Sky thing had something to do with like like a dream kind of quasi quasi dream sequence. Yeah. Which means you need something like a dream catcher to catch that. Yeah. Right. That's number two. Uh huh. And who's dreaming this? Well, okay. In the in the video for Spirit in the Sky, it's it's the Kumars. But who's actually dreaming that? But it's Agent Cody Banks Uh dreaming that. (laughs) And he is like on top of something, looking down, viewing from the top Uh all that this is going on. <laughs> yeah. And when all this has happened, Bring you realize that the only thing that needs to happen is we need to take down o- Co- Agent Cody Banks, and so he is the hunter. <laughs> nice. Way to bring it out in. Woo! Way to bring it in. Okay. <clears throat> so, those are our movies. Mm-hmm. What was happening at this time? I actually remember to do this thing this week. <laughs> Good. So what was what was going on? So on March 15th, Hu Jintao becomes the president of the People's Republic of China. Aha. Uh-huh. So there you go. There you go. On the 16th, the largest coordinated worldwide vigil takes place as part of the global protests against the Iraq war. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. On the 17th, the British cabinet minister, Robin Cook, resigns over government plans for the war with Iraq. Oh, huh. I don't remember that. On the 18th, the FBI agent FBI agents raid the corporate headquarters of Health South Corporation in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama on suspicion of massive corporate fraud led by the company's top executives. So yeah. that has nothing to do with uh, the Iraq war, but don't worry, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Also on the 18th, British Sign Language is recognized as an official British language. Ah, nice. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now, back to the war. On the 19th, 
airstrikes by an American and British-led coalition signaled the beginning of the invasion of Iraq without United States United Nations support and in defiance of world opinion. Uh-huh. Yep. On March 20th, a U.S.-led coalition launches a ground invasion of Iraq after an ultimatum for Saddam Hussein and his sons to leave Iraq expires. Mm-hmm. All of this, uh, Julie and I, at this point in time, like on these days, were visiting Nagasaki, Japan. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, boy. We checked into our hotel. Yeah. We turned on the TV. Yeah. And the international news was saying the United States has just invaded Iraq. Yeah, yeah, and you're in Nagasaki. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so on March 22nd, the 23rd Golden Raspberry Awards mm-hmm. swept away wins. I don't remember swept away. I don't either. I think that's why it was a Golden Raspberry Award that's winner. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All, and then on the 23rd of March in Nasiriya, Iraq, 11 soldiers of the 507th Maintenance Company, as well as 18 U.S. Marines, are killed during the first major conflict of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. When all that was happening, we were uh, witnessing the destruction of Abydos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that all kind of, it, it kind of almost all comes together. It's like a big full circle. It's like a big full circle. <laughs> I should have seen that coming, and yet I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You set it up. I, I you did. Do anything with I it. know it's it makes perfect sense, but on the other hand, yet somehow you you, you brought it on in, and I'm like, how? Oh wait, mm, uh, there it yeah, is. There you go. All right. So, trivia for this episode. Yes. First of all, Harak has a gold emblem on his forehead. Yes. And the gold emblem on his forehead is the Anubis emblem. Yes. However, when we first met Harak, mm-hmm. he was the first prime to uh, Kansu, who was a Tokra. Double agent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he did not have that gold symbol on. He had a different gold symbol on. Uh-huh. So between the time that we oh, did that yes. and this, yes. he went through some major forehead surgery. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to imagine what it would have felt like to have an old golden symbol tattoo torn out of your flesh. Yeah. 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 Reconstructed. Yeah. And then a new one put into place. Yeah, yeah. It probably hurt. It probably did. That, that, <laughs> that's why he's in such a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. Although he was in a bad mood before. He just got into a worse mood. Ah, uh, he's failing upward. He's failing upward, I see. <laughs> so, this is the episode where it is confirmed that the ascended beings are, in fact, the ancients. Yeah, yes. Had you picked up on that? Had you put those two together yet? No, it came as a shock when I found it. So... Yes! (laughs) Guys, we did it! We held the spoiler! (laughs) Well done! Was this one of the things that y'all have been like, just like... Oh, yeah, we've been sitting on this for a long, long time. (laughs) No, but, I mean, let's not necessarily... Unless we're going to get into it, doesn't look like it. Like, um, I don't... Have there been hints dropped along the way? Or maybe... Okay, let me ask the question a bit more precisely. Have there been hints, or was this just an exceptionally well-done retcon? I th- well done. This is a good one. I think that they had plans for this. To link 
the others and the ancients together. The yes, the ascended mm-hmm. beings and the ancients. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I couldn't say with certainty how far that goes back. Mm. Like we first meet the ascended beings with Omadasala. Yep. When we're talking about uh, when they're on Keb, right? Yes. And they got the baby. Um, did they know at that point in time that she was an ancient? I'm going to go with I no. would guess probably not. Yeah. They were trying to do that Far East thing. And then they were just jamming on that. And that was a completely different kind of like line of thinking from the ancients where we first saw them with uh, Tormenta Tantalus. I mean, we saw... We, we heard about yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. Tormenta Tantalus. Um, but it wasn't that much longer after that that I think that they began to see these two threads as things that they could jive yeah. together. Yep. Gotcha. Um, I would guess that probably when they were developing the character of Anubis, possibly even before, is when they started in the writing room putting those two things together. Because we learned in this episode as well that Anubis is uh, an ascended being that fell. Yeah. So, um, while looking for the Eye of Ra... Jackson puts his hands to his face to what it looks like he's adjusting his glasses, but he's not wearing any glasses. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. But, but, but So he's staring at the wall that has the red uh, yes. sun rays on it. Yeah. Right? And he's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that made for excellent radio just now. Uh, <laughs> Zach pushed his glasses up his face. <laughs> there you go. Um. So we've talked about the Eye of Ra in this one. Yes. Uh, one of the other eyes that they were talking about was the Eye of Tiamat. Yeah. Did you catch that? We've actually talked about the Eye of Tiamat. Uh... In the episode, I believe it's the tomb, when we have the oh. Russians and we go to this yeah. the tomb, the zig- exactly, a ziggurat. Yeah. And and then, of course, all of the, the Russians die except for the one girl. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and then they meet that like monster that was like... In the sarcophagus with a bad with Tiamat, yeah, right, yeah. and then he's chasing him and all that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah, so I have Tiamat. That was the I Tiamat, and so that was one of. And they actually mentioned that in this. And then episode. the I have Ra, and there were I guess four, four others, others, and I don't remember <clears throat> what they all are. Gotcha. So, at the end of this episode, when we see the pyramid explode, yeah, that physical effect cost roughly one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I believe it. They had about. Four or five different high-speed cameras all around that. Yes. Because when it you're blowing only- up $150,000... <laughs> you're going to you do it make- one time. Yeah. <laughs> you got one shot. <laughs> do not miss it. Yeah, no, and they, they must have blown up kind of a large um, prop. Yeah, it was... Uh, so I was watching some of the... the uh, stuff on on the dvds Mm -hmm. with this the special features and their model was probably about four or five feet tall oh yeah 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 uh they used ping pong balls and debt cord huh and so now you got to be really careful with debt cord okay because debt cord is the most explosive thing on the planet okay oh so like if you had a line (laughs) of debt cord Uh that went from like california to new york yeah and if you were to ignite the debt cord and then call New York from the West Coast, yeah. by the time you have connected to New York, the debt cord would have reached there. Wow. Wow. Okay, I'll look up the details later, but I'm interested. Like, like, like. 
It's the, What's the speed of that? Yeah, it, right. It's yeah. explosive. Yeah, I guess so. Like, wow. Boom! Yeah. But that was actually really, really awesome That was shot. a good shot, yeah. Um, Abydos and all of that stuff was filmed at the Richmond Sand Dunes. When the show started, the Sand Dunes used to be this vast space. Yeah. And even by this point in time, it had shrunk and shrunk and shrunk because of uh, human oh. construction and whatnot. Oh. Such that... Today, yeah, the Richmond Sand Dunes don't exist anymore. Okay, interesting. There were a lot, a lot of things that were filmed at the Sand Dunes, huh. not just Stargate stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, this episode won a Leo Award for Best Costume in a Dramatic Series. So for Anubis, uh, I don't know, but Christina McQuarrie is the costume designer person. Huh. Nice. Uh, could be that, and also the costumes for the Abedonians, I would presume. Okay. Anyway. Um, we have some quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is from Joseph Malazzi. Mm-hmm. Full Circle was written with the intention of, if need be, having it close out the series run. However, there were and are still plans in the works for a movie. So even though the episode would have closed out the series, it wasn't the end. Mm-hmm. Full Circle will answer a lot of questions and open the door for plenty more that we'll be trying to answer in Season 7, i.e., the opening two-parter. Ooh! I get to have a two-parter! We'll Aha. probably do those one at a time. Okay, okay. I don't know. I, I'll have to talk with David about okay. it. We haven't had that conversation yet. Gotcha. But, but we'll yes. need to do that. Um, here's another quote from Joseph Malazzi. Yes, you is interesting, much in the same way that Mayborn is interesting. Uh-huh. It's getting hard to tell the good guys from the bad guys from the ones playing in the middle. Uh-huh. Yes, you will be playing a significant role in a major arc in season six. Mm-hmm. So he's actually talking about yep. this, but we see him. Yep. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, you would just say that you is a bad guy. Yes. You is a bad guy. You is a bad guy. And that's actually not bad English, even no. though it sounds like bad English. It sounds English. like terrible English, but it isn't. It isn't. And in this episode, he might still be a bad guy. Yeah, but he's his own bad but guy. But he is a bad guy who does not like an even worse bad guy. Yes. Which makes him, by comparison... Less guy. bad guy. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks less. <laughs> sucks, sucks less, yes. <laughs> All right. Here is a rather lengthy quote from Michael Shanks. Mm-hmm. We go back to the beginning of, Stargate, of the Stargate story and go through a similar battle process with the evil forces of the alien. Mm-hmm. I always love taking the story back to Abydos because Daniel has a strong relationship with the people there. We managed to include a great location in Vancouver. The shoot has a great film look. Yeah, yeah. I think Daniel knows that Anubis won't attack. It was part of my original thought process, too. I was thinking, yeah, what is he believing? What is he, what is he believing this guy for? But he's not. I realized that after a second read of the script, he's not trusting Anubis. He's saying that making this deal will allow his friends to escape with the tablet so that they can find the lost city. He's already told the system lords that Anubis is there. They will come to create a distraction while Daniel tries to get his friends out and save the people on Abydos. Mm-hmm. Daniel also wants to actually confront Anubis one-on-one. He knows if we find the tablet, it will lead us to the lost city where the weapons are that can destroy Anubis. I think that he believes in keeping Anubis's trust in that particular moment. Daniel d- will do... Whatever it takes to get this eye that will allow his friends to escape, and possibly the people on Abydos. 
I think he is confused. He's sort of lost. Omadasala took Daniel away from the battle because he committed actions that were forbidden. Daniel took a great risk in crossing that line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and here is a quote from Jim Menard, the director of photography. Mm, okay. One of my favorite SG-1 episodes, and certainly one of the grander ones, is Full Circle. Because we thought the series was ending, we pulled out all the stops. So there were huge sets as well as lots of explosions, and the SG-1 team walked off into the sunset as if it were the finale. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, incidentally, when they were in the, the caverns of the temple... Or of the pyramid, yep. right? Yep. So there were various pillars and things and whatnot. Yes. But my Martin Wood wanted to do lots of crane shots and 360s and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so as part of that, they literally had crew members there like holding a, a pillar down. And then as the crane spins around, they would lift the pillar up before it came back around to see it. On yeah. Yeah. Wow. And things like that. Yeah. So they were just working their tails off. Yeah. For what they thought was the series finale. Yeah. They nice. Were. Yeah. So, this episode title in other languages. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. The Germans call this oh. The Circle is Closing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Czechs follow suit. The Circle is Closing. Portuguese full circle. Uh, the Polish beginning and end or full circle. Uh-huh. Uh, looks like they actually had like two different titles for the Polish and... One is beginning and end, and one is full circle, and I don't understand what's going on. Okay. Um, the Italian is full circle. The Spanish is the starting point. Yep. Uh, Hungarians are the circle is closing. Uh, the French, following what we would typically expect from the Germans. <laughs> yeah. Name this episode Pact with the Devil. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have a pact with the devil. Named Anubis. Indeed. All right. (laughs) So with all of that, are you ready for the synopsis of Full Circle? Yeah, let's get into this. All right. On Abydos, Skara speaks with the Abydonian elders. Anubis is coming. He will attack soon. There is something that must be protected. And while Skara seems willing to do what he can, he feels the weight of futility heavy on his shoulders. Yet hope remains and is bolstered when an old friend appears. Daniel Jackson, ascended being and brother-in-law of Skara, encourages the Abaddonians. They will not fight alone. In Cheyenne Mountain, Colonel Jack O'Neill heads towards the elevator to head down to the 28th floor. In the elevator, an old friend appears. A new, vitally important mission on Abydos pouring out of his mouth. Anubis <laughs> is looking for the raw, the eye of raw. If it gets it, it'll complete his set. You know, they're like Pokemon cards. You gotta collect them all. <laughs> but if he gets all of them, it will complete a weapon that will completely unbalance the power of the system lords. Anubis will be able to take control of the whole Google system of power and subsequently subjugate the entire galaxy. We have to stop this. Jack needs to go to... Abydos, quickly, and help Skara get the Eye of Ra, and hide it, destroy it, do something to it, who cares? But whatever you have to do, keep it out of Anubis's grubby little mitts, because that would be bad. That would be terrible. Awful. Hi, Daniel. How are you, long time no see? Uh, uh, let me tell you about a friend of mine who just popped in unexpectedly with, with a dangerous mission. And, you know, here's an interesting little part of this guy who just popped in. He's got, like, phenomenal cosmic powers. Itty-bitty living space. 
Jack wonders why Daniel can't just step in and stop Anubis directly. Daniel tries to explain the fine line of non-interference demanded by the ancient beings, the ascended beings. Simply put, Daniel isn't allowed, that's with quotation marks, <laughs> to do anything. Okay, fine. In the briefing room, Jack relays all of this information to the rest of his team and to the general. Hammond asks simply where O'Neill got his intel, and he's like, Daniel told me the information. <laughs> Reluctantly, the colonel admits somewhat under his breath that Daniel gave him the intel. Tilk admits to have seen, been seen, to have seen Daniel uh, in the past. Sam feels a little left out not having received a visit from their old friend. Yeah, she, she looked disappointed. Incidentally, yeah. there were a couple of scenes that Amanda Tapping insisted that they have with her and Daniel yeah. that ended up getting cut because oh. when this was all finished, they were like nine minutes over time. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff to cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, but her thought was that, that she needed to have a moment with Daniel. And I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Anyway, okay, moving on. Hammond approves the mission, and SG-1 goes to Abydos to meet up with Skara and help keep the Eye of Ra away from Anubis. As Jonas and Sam begin exploring a dark and ancient room under a deep, deep under the, the pyramid, Jack asks whether Skara is seeing anyone. Blushing a little bit, Skara <laughs> admits that he is betrothed and that he'd like Jack to stand next to him at his wedding. Aww. Meanwhile, Teal'c is outside setting up a perimeter around the, the, the pyramid and preparing for Anubis's inevitable assault. Ratcheting up the tension, Anubis arrives in his super-duper big, enormous, way bigger than a hot-talk vessel mothership. Yeah, I think it was big. Smaller ships pour out of the bigger ship and begin the assault on Abydos. Ground troops will soon be arriving. Tilt confronts the attack with a ragtag group of Abadonians and a stack of RPGs. No, not a bunch of role-playing game books. As cool, though ineffectual, as they would have been. I don't know, man. Some of those D20s have some sharp edges. D4s? Cantrips, baby. Sure. Not cantrips, cultrips. I always get those mixed up. <laughs> you should make a cantrip for cultrips. I think that's like, like that, that, that should happen. I think there is a cantrip for cultrips. See? That, I mean, there you go. Well, at least there has been. <laughs> We're talking about the rocket-propelled grenades oh, RPGs. Okay. Tilk radios to O'Neill that time is running out. By the way, when he was running away and he like takes that RPG launcher and turns around and he shoots it and he blows the glider out of the sky, I'm like... Dude, that guy's got skills. Yes, yes. Well, Teal'c is Teal. He's that's a hero. True. He is a hero. He's a hero. He rolled a natural 20. That, that's right. Although he could have just rolled a 19 on his die, and he's just that good. He might have enough of a modifier on that one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. In any case, <laughs> in the pyramid, they aren't having much luck locating the Eye of Ra. Jack becomes irritated with Daniel. Get over here and do something. We're only here because of you. You know that fine line I'm supposed to walk? Cross it! Yup. Giving in, Daniel helps Sam and Jonas find and open a secret chamber while Jack and Scar depart to help Teal defend the pyramid chamber. Mm -hmm. With a little laser light, they get into the secret chamber, and while there's a lot of cool stuff, they don't find the eye. That said, they do find a tablet written in ancient that talks about a lost city that holds untold power. Suddenly, Daniel realizes that the Ascended Beings are the Ancients. The Ancients are the Ascended Beings! What? Two great tastes that go together! It's like peanut butter and chocolate. 
He impresses upon Jonas and Sam to hold on to that tablet. It's way more valuable than the eye or anything else in that room. Super duper important, okay? Don't break it. Don't lose it. Don't sell it at a flea market. Don't do nothing. Do it. Also, Daniel also realizes that there are things he needs to do. And so he departs in a flash of light. BRB. The Jaffa troops are closing in on the gate room inside the pyramid. Try as they might, our heroes are overwhelmed. Skara is mortally wounded, and they have no choice but to retreat further into the pyramid. Slowly, the team is being penned in. Sam and Jonas continue to desperately search the secret chamber. Or the Chamber of Secrets? Mm. No, this is Ra's temple, not Apophis's temple. <laughs> and they discover a secret compartment in the secret chamber. Ah! And after a few bullets fly through the air, they discover precisely what they are looking for. The Eye of Ra. Unfortunately, this is precisely when Teal'c and O'Neill catch up with them. And with the dying Skara, they are trapped. Mm. As I said, Skara is dying, but he say he sees something, a light. He's being invited to something new. Tilk translates as Skara narrates his own ascension. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, woo, Yep. He turns into an ascended being. Things get worse, however, when Harak, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> Anubis, uh, Anubis's first prime enters, demanding that SG-1 surrender. Interesting, O'Neill retorts that that was his, what he was going to say. That's what he was going to I was going to say that. <laughs> also, You've got us surrounded. You should surrender. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> also, O'Neill has strapped about a pound of C4 onto the eye of Ra. If Harak, excuse me, gets close, <laughs> he'll blow up the eye and yourself along with it. What's your point? Yeah, don't, I don't see the conflict. Uh, Harak leaves to consult with Anubis. On the mothership, Daniel confronts Anubis. Anubis is unimpressed with Daniel. He knows that Daniel is ascended, and he doesn't seem to care. He then reveals his true self to our hero. Anubis is also an ascended being! With a skull. Partially ascended. I don't know. He looked pretty ascended. Yeah, well, he's not. He They kicked him out, but they didn't get it all the way done. So uh, so a descended ascended. He's like like 50% ascended and 50% something else. So he's like water. I don't know what he is. <laughs> he's flat. <laughs> he's like an escalator that doesn't move. He's a broken elevator. What else you got for me? Great Plains? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. I think the beer is starting to kick in. (laughs) In any case, Anubis is partially ascended. They didn't want him and they kicked him out, but they didn't quite complete the job. And so Anubis is partially ascended, partially not ascended. There's so many. Okay, carry on. Keep going. Our heroes are not without help, though. As Daniel confronts Anubis, a fleet of Hatak vessels come out of hyperspace and surround Anubis's ship. Uh oh. Lord, you. And not you, but you. Yeah, you. You. Gets on a gold version of a Zoom call <laughs> and demands Anubis's <laughs> surrender. But, but the connection's a little bit funky, and so. So. I demand that you. Err. Wait, what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Suffice it to say, Anubis does not surrender. Did, uh, did, what, did I freeze up or did you freeze up? Oh, oh. 
Okay, we're back. Okay, what'd you say, you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch that last word. What was that? Just, just repeat it again. <laughs> Render. You, I see you have your hand up. What do you got? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm here. I, I'm looking at there. There's some chatter in the comments. Oh, oh let's go to the comments section here. Uh, yeah, good question, you. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we continue? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> but Daniel realizes some things that offers Anubis a deal. The Eye of Ra, in exchange for the safety of the Abaddonians for all time. Anubis agrees. Oh, what a good sport. Spoiler alert. What? Spoiler alert. Uh? He's not going to keep his end of the bargain. Aw, Anubis. I know. He's such a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Daniel returns to SG-1, where he hears to his surprise that Skara has died and ascended. Mm. Uh-oh. He realizes that Oma must be present and watching, but he doesn't care anymore. Okay. He advises the team of Anubis's partially ascended state, stuck between the mortal world and the ascended one. Anubis was thought dead, but he's actually ascended. The ancients, only accepting the pure of heart among their ranks, de-ascended him, but de not completely. <laughs> the shimmering energy that hides his true face keeps his form intact. He also informs them about his deal with Anubis because he wants SG-1 to find the lost city of the ancients before Anubis can. This is more important than the Eye of Ra, and Anubis's weapon. O'Neill surrenders the eye to Harak. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and the Jaffa leave. On the ship, Harak <coughs> gives Anubis the eye, and Anubis powers up a very large weapon. It fires on used ships, no! destroying many of them. No! The few remaining ships retreat, unable to penetrate Anubis's shield. Did I not just see that? Did I, did I miss that? I can't remember. Okay. But suffice it to say... There were, there were ships that retreated. There are ships that retreated. Gotcha. I know this because... Sure. I have seen you. <gasps> but I, I'm here! I know! <laughs> I set you up for that one. Uh, yeah, well, yes. <laughs> All right. After his success against the system lords, Anubis turns his attention to Abydos. But Daniel appears and demands he stand down. Anubis refuses and goads Daniel into attacking him. Enraged, Daniel attempts to use his ascended powers to destroy Anubis. However, his attack is cut short. Something stops him and whisks him away. Don't do this, he says. Harak, excuse me, is awed at Anubis's power to eliminate the threat of Daniel Jackson. However, Anubis admits that he was not that that was not of his doing. Mm. However, destroying Abydos is, and he presses the big red button on his throne. I don't know if it's red, but it sounds cool. Yep. And the weapon fires, annihilating the pyramid and all life on Abydos. Ah! SG-1 was in the process of heading back home with the tablet leading to the lost city when the pyramid is hit. Jack, well, everybody else has gone through. Jack is sitting there, and he's like, oh, Darn! And he barely escapes through the gate. Fortunately, the iris was closed just in time to prevent a huge energy surge pouring through the gate. Oh, lucky them. Indeed. The team attempts to redial Abydos with no luck. Their great fear? 
Anubis destroyed the planet and Daniel was unable to stop it. Mm. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Carter continues dialing Abydos, refusing to believe that the planet is truly gone. Suddenly and surprisingly, the gates connect and SG-1 steps through to figure out what happened. Yeah. On Abydos, they see a pyramid undamaged. Yeah. And a people going about their lives not far off from yeah. the pyramid. They see Skara. He's not dead. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oma helped them all ascend. The Abaddonians will be all right, but they will no longer be living on the same plane of existence as the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. The pyramid disappears. The tents and the people disappear. Skara disappears. As promised, the gate will remain until SG-1 leaves. Mm -hmm. O'Neill turns around. SG-1 follows their leader, and they begin the walk to the gate. And to home. The end. The end. So, Brent. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> oh, buddy. Okay. <clears throat> I was thinking about this. So, I watched this episode yesterday. Not this morning, as is my custom. Um, and after watching the episode yesterday... I watched it yesterday, like midday. I had yesterday oh, off. Wow. Yeah. And uh, as soon as the episode ends, I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff that happens in this episode. And I was noticing as it was going along that there were a number of scenes. And actually, now that you tell me that they had to cut nine minutes, then this is actually making sense. It It worked. Sorry, I'm ping-ponging around right now. It worked so well, but there were a couple of scenes that were probably no more than maybe 15 or 20 seconds, and they were on to the next scene. Mm -hmm. And yet, that scene conveyed exactly the right amount of information, and it still was flowing, and it was still connecting one to the next. And so I was pondering about this, because there have been episodes which have attempted to tell us an awful lot of information, and they screw it up. Like... I can't recall the episode. It was fairly recent where, uh, you know, it might've been the one where, uh, the, 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 the extra episode that, uh, the showrunners thought that was needed in order to show that Prometheus was like better. And I was ticked oh, about prophecy that. prophecy. Um, I can't remember if that was the episode that I'm thinking of or not, but there was one where I was complaining that there were, there was so much information that was trying to get said that they ended up just kind of going through it like an encyclopedia. I think it was prophecy. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, Can't but remember. it was just like thing after thing after thing. I mean, yeah. they just kept. It was like, exposition, exposition, yeah, exposition. That's all it was. They weren't showing us anything. They were just they were just talking about it, and they kind of had to in quotes because if you're gonna share that much information in 43 minutes, you got to get moving. Right. Well, this episode had a. It had so much. Anubis is an escalator ancient daniel is ascended the ancients are ascended um there is a lost city sorry friends y'all did your darndest i'm not saying that it's necessarily spoiled but i know there's a season called atlantis or a whole show called atlantis is it the same thing don't know yet we'll get there um but right now i'm like i'm excited for this thing Oh, wow. Is this what Atlantis is about? Holy crap. Um, like, looking forward to that. Or whatever. 
Okay, that's where my brain is right now. You can't react. I'm sorry. I put you in that pickle. Uh, d- so, d- dear listener, m- you know exactly what I'm thinking. I'm right. <laughs> Maybe not. Boo. Anyway, um, <clears throat> okay. So we got that. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else. What other information was just poured in? Oh my gosh, we totally, we completely, 100% wrapped up the um, Abadosian story. Like totally. Uh, granted unless we haven't correct but you know they're really giving me a strong signal that um book one so imagine that the story imagine that the stargate story is like one of those real nice big fat books that's broken up into different books and the books are broken up into chapters we've had many chapters but i'm getting the distinct impression that book one is done they're about to open up book two maybe not maybe so but it really feels like we're about to open up book two you don't spend that much time literally wiping the slate clean. I don't think you spend this much time wiping the slate clean unless you are opening up not just a new chapter, but a new book. Like, you're really going to be leaning into this thing and making something new going forward. Because Big Threat is now Anubis, an ascended, descended, ascended, uh, with all six eyes of whatever, of power, um, you know, power and Skull, and he's making, like, you know, zoomy energy weapons that blow things up, like, in an instant. Yes. Like, he has exactly the tool that Daniel was afraid he was going to get. Daniel was afraid of Anubis getting this tool because Anubis was going to fundamentally destabilize the Ghoulwold balance of power, thereby making him the ultimate bad guy in the galaxy, bar none. No exceptions. And now it's here, right? Um, yeah, some 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 of you's motherships got away, and I didn't know it. But from my original viewing of it, I thought you got toasted, and I was mad because I was just like, I just got done complimenting you, and he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. But you know, from from at least from the, for all intents and purposes, he might as well be dead. I get it, he's not. But like the the impression that that scene showed me was that it. Doesn't matter what the ghoul will throw against Anubis. Like, they have no hope at all. At all of getting through. Like, mm-hmm. their weapons hit his shields, did nothing. His energy weapons went bzz, 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 and just blew him up as if it were nothing. Like, it's a terrible, terrible situation. So, we got that going on. Uh, SG1 has literally no reason to go back to it. They can't. They, can, they cannot even go back to Anubis, uh, not Anubis, um, Abydos ever again. That chapter is closed. Uh, Daniel is... He's, he's, he's here and he's not here. What's his status? Like, he was a big part of this episode. A huge part of this episode. And he's been a part of some pretty pivotal moments throughout the season. And we've also been given this information about the Ascended not interfering with human affairs, but Oma Dasala is doing her own thing and the ascended know about it but she's doing it in just enough of a way as to not get ostracized herself which that's kind of interesting and then they try to ostracize anubis but fail and that's kind of interesting and and daniel doesn't want to necessarily go all in with helping SG-1 and Abydos because it'll draw attention to what Oma de Sala is doing, which implies that the Ascended aren't fully aware 
of what Oma Desala is doing, which that's interesting. And then Daniel Jackson decides to chuck it all away. And that doesn't seem like a very Daniel Jackson thing to do. He's extremely calculating. He's not impulsive, but that was kind of interesting. So there was, there was just, and then the tablet talking about a city of great power that the ancients used to have. And where is that? And that's interesting. And so this really was a fantastic episode to set up just bountiful storylines, just bountiful storylines. And, and, and interest, at least interesting to me, it did it in a way that didn't necessarily feel like it left loose ends per se. Like, the, season, the series finale of Battlestar Galactica, I watched it once. I watched it when it aired. It, I, rem, I probably should watch it again, but I do remember that it was, it was frustrating. Um, Ronald Moore had promised that he had developed a four-season-long story, and he said that from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it implied that he had a story, a story to tell. A story, a beginning, a middle, an end. Mm-hmm. A story. Mm-hmm. And yet, when we got into season four, writer strike, granted, and then they did that thing where the television shows they kind of stretch out that season to actually be two seasons, and they call it the same season or whatever. Like you know, they it's, it was weird. It's weird. Uh, it's been done since then, but I think that might have been the first time, at least I've noticed it, where there was season four, part one, and then a year and a half later, season four, part two. It's like this is season five, you guys. Like come on. Anyway, <laughs> he said that he had this one story to tell, and you get to the end, and the last few episodes were really rushing to try to tie up loose ends. And many loose ends were never even brought up. So this story, this very well-constructed story, BSG, very well-constructed story, you end up with a lot of loose ends that you're hurriedly trying to tie up. And then the the series finale episode definitely had a fair amount of punch in it. Like, there was definitely the point that was trying to be said for those four seasons. It was there. Right. But there was also a huge amount of hand-waving over the particulars of the most interesting things that were happening within the series itself. They just kind of wiggled their fingers over it and was like, don't worry about that. The point. I won't say the point, just in case you haven't watched that 20-year-old television show. Oh, my. That is 20 years old. Yeah, or nearly. Almost. So, but this one, which might have been a series finale, like, I mean, as I'm pondering it, the only real threads that it really tied up were the Abydos threads. And in a negative way, technically. Sort of. You know, positive ish positive mainly but you know what i'm saying like they got blown up they're not there anymore um we don't get to say hi uh and i know that they knew that they were planning on telling more story i know that they knew that they were intending to let this thing continue so they definitely wanted to kind of tee it up right but man they did a great job teeing up whatever they did like there was like six things that they teed up and it was and like that was it's good it's good i don't know how i would have felt Having watched the episode, thinking it was the series finale, though, now that I'm thinking about it, right? I'm sitting here chitter-chattering away because I drank a very high ABV beer just a minute ago. And I am aware that there is more seasons of SG-1. I am aware there are two full other series out there. And, like, what, two movies or something like that? Two movies. Um, there's, there's a lot more content. And there's a community that's clamoring for more content yet. So I look at this, and I am excited because I think I see stuff, action, effort that is being placed that then turns into the stuff that we're going to keep watching. Mm -hmm. And so that's cool. I am expecting answers to these questions and I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe I get them, maybe I don't, but like there's an awful lot of really cool stuff here. And I wonder if I had watched it when it aired with uncertainty, if I would have felt frustrated, right? Like they, so, they only closed up one ta- one thing and then they opened up all these other things and then they just end. So for me, yeah, because I was watching this live at this point in oh, time. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, when this episode aired the first time and I watched it, I was excited to see what was next. I wanted more. Yeah. Whatever the more was. And I was hoping that we would get more series. Yeah. I was fine if what we had... I would have been fine if what we got was the movie and that was it. Right. But I was hoping for more series. And when it was announced that it was coming, I was happy. So when... So this aired in March 2003, technically, well, wait, when they aired it, did they know that there was a season seven? Because when they shot it, they did not know. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Let me see if I can find that out. Let me see if I can find that out. I don't remember exactly when uh, it was determined that they were going to get a season seven. I do know that it was up in the air when they finished this. Uh-huh. So when they were finishing the recording of this and everybody was departing, everybody was kind of like, goodbye, not goodbye. I don't want to say like, goodbye, goodbye, because we might be back like in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also want to say goodbye because we might not be back in three weeks right. or whatever it is. Right. Um, so, so there was a profound sense of uncertainty when they stopped, when they ended filming of this. Yep. Um, whether or not in March of 2013, this was something that, uh, what, what they knew, I can't recall specifically. I might have to just venture a tiny bit into spoilerdom. Uh, I'm going to read as little as possible because I really want to try to find... No, they don't really show me. Okay, all right, all right I'm, I'm walking away. All right, can't tell. Can't tell. I did see, though, that they started airing the next season in June. And this episode aired in March. Well, February, right? Like it premiered in February. Yes. So, yeah. So this episode in the UK was February 19. Yeah. And the first episode of season seven was June 13 of that year. four months later. So probably by the time this aired... um, just given the 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 necessity of of filming and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. by the time this aired, they probably had they knew that the seventh season was coming. But when, when they, they recorded, aired. yeah, uh, it probably yeah. didn't. Well, and and maybe the reason why I'm asking that is because well, okay, all right. Here's where I was going with that. But 2003 was a different time than now. I ask that question because did your average fan know? that a season seven was coming by the time this aired. And I asked that question, imagining a time of ubiquitous internetiness, which, you know. 2003 was the beginning of ubiquitous internetiness. But it wasn't ubiquitous. It was ubiquitous for you and me because we're nerds. Yes. Okay. But, right? So like, yeah, there were message boards and yes, there was an internet community for sure. But how widespread was the knowledge? Right? Maybe you're a super fan who was extremely knowledgeable. Well, yeah, because they're following like the, 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 the boards or whatever. 
may or may not have known at this time. I'm not sure, right? Like, that's the open question. But um, would they know that it was ready for, like, there was a season, whatever. But, but the question matters, sort of. I don't know. Okay, I think it matters because I can imagine different emotional states depending on what information was known at what time. So... And what you're you know, telling I mean, me... No, no, you know, so as we record this now, it's 2021. Yeah. And it's late 2021. So this is 18 and a half years ago. Right. When this aired <laughs> for the first time. It can vote. <clears throat> the time differential can vote. My goodness. <laughs> At least it can't drink in nope. the United States. Not yet. <laughs> but it can't drink in lots and lots of other places. That's true. In any case. In any case. Um... When I think back 18 and a half years ago, I want to say that I knew that when this episode aired, that a season seven was coming. But I can't say that with certainty. Yeah. Um, Now, I did know that there would have been, that more Stargate was coming. Because even if there hadn't been a season seven, I did oh, know yeah, that they yeah. were coming, that it, it was known that even if a season seven hadn't happened, a movie would have yes, happened. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, but I'm pretty sure that by the time this aired, we knew that it wasn't going to be a movie, it was going to be a season seven. Side note, it occurs to me just now <clears throat> that uh, we're drinkity. And I'm not sure how many minutes we've been talking about whether or not people knew. No, no, no. I have no idea if it's been one minute or 17 minutes that we've been talking about whether or not people knew if a season seven was coming. Ah, uh, well, hopefully you this is good audio. are the editor. <laughs> of this. So if our audio is awful, <laughs> then it's me that has to endure it. But it's you, listener, that has to endure it again. <laughs> All right. So, OK, I've gone on and on. OK, so, yeah, this episode was just, oh, boy, this was really good. This was really, really, really good. And I think that part of the reason why I like it so much is because, number one, there's so much information. Number two, Michael Shanks is back as Daniel Jackson. That was a lot of fun. Like, having him back is just always a delight. Uh, number three, like, the cast was doing their thing. They were, do- like, they were, they were in their characters very well. Number four, especially knowing that they had to chop off nine minutes, and that, like I said, illuminated a couple of those scenes, which were... Super fast. Um, they did a great job editing it. Mm-hmm. They did a great job shooting it. They they spent every dime they had. I would expect it to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it was it was very 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 good. Closed a chapter, opens up a whole book. In my opinion, I'm excited to go from like like we're gonna have to because we decided that we're gonna take a break and we decide and we do our season recap and we are. Uh, Going to release some stuff that we've already written, and we've got a bunch of life going on. We've decided to take what is going to amount to be a relatively long break, all things considered. There's going to be tons of content coming out, but like as far as Zach and I are concerned, the next time we're going to watch another episode, season seven, episode one, it's going to be a month from now. Yeah. And I don't know if I can wait that long. So, yeah, I'm, I think I've gibbered on for a long time. Hey, Zach, what do you think about this episode? <laughs> Okay, so before I talk about my epi- my thoughts in this episode, yeah, because I've already done some of that, but um, a I liked the episode. 
Yes. I like the episode. It's a good episode. Uh-huh. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you interpret happened with Daniel Jackson and Anubis in their final showdown? Uh, Oma Dasala pulled out Daniel Jackson. Did you think that when the episode aired? Did I think that when the episode aired? Or when aired, you watched, watched it? Yes. When Anubis said, I didn't do that, <clears throat> I thought to myself, Oma must have done it. Ah, okay. So, at first, I thought Anubis kicked Daniel's butt. <laughs> That's what I first thought. I first thought was, oh, oh no, oh dear. That didn't go as I was expecting. I was expecting Daniel to kick Anubis's butt, and that did not happen at all. Yeah. And then he said, and then Anubis admitted, which I thought, honestly, if there was any fault in this episode, hindsight, why would Anubis say that? I don't know. Maybe his character will get revealed. But at the time, I didn't quite think of, like it, of it like that. Right. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, Oma must have done that. So I, I can't remember. I, I am certain that, 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 that it was Oma. I, I didn't quite pick up on exactly what was going on the first time I watched it 18 years ago. Fair, and I'm not sure. I don't know if I would necessarily go to bat to say that I've picked up what went on. Right. I mean, since then, you know, I've seen yeah. more content. Sure. I, I know, so I have a clearer picture of what was going on with all of that. Um, but I, I think this is a tremendous episode. the The one flaw, so two flaws. Mm-hmm. One, I agree with you. I don't think that Anubis would have admitted readily what was going on right however i think that the line was in there it was put in there because so this is something that martin wood was complaining about uh in the commentary Mm -hmm. is that we have a bad guy that we can't see his face yes and because we can't see his face that's his thing isn't it martin wood's thing he doesn't like not having faces yeah yeah, that's right anyway carry on yeah here's this big deal with the replicators right but but because of that um I mean, the idea is that when um, when Jackson tells Anubis, okay, I'm actually going to kick your butt now, uh, Anubis was a little bit scared. Now, what we got was oh. a hand gesture, but without the facial expressions of him going, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't see that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when he got swept away, it, like you, it's hard to tell who's doing what and what's doing who and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that that line was tossed in there to... Clarify. Clarify that whatever happened to Daniel, it wasn't done by Anubis. Yeah. Which could have been conveyed in facial expressions and other things better than what we saw if we'd had facial expressions. Yes. Um, so that lack of clarity is something that's like i mean it's not a big deal right the other thing is uh despite all that that michael shanks talked about with the whole let me oh let me just give you the eye of raw and be perfectly fine i totally trust you not killing everybody uh and then spoiler alert he's gonna kill everybody yeah that's a weak spot in this script uh i don't think that it is clearly developed why the heck would Daniel actually so quickly say, hey, I'll give you the Eye of Ra. It's no big deal if you destroy everybody on the planet so long as my buddies get off the planet. I mean, it'll be good for the long run because then my buddies with the tablet and all that stuff, which is good, they need to keep that in there. I get that. Yeah. Um, but 
But this is how I interpreted that situation in total. Okay. I interpreted Daniel so quickly wanting to make that offer because I thought, well, but I also wanted Daniel to kick Anubis's tuchus. Right? Right. I said it last week. Sure. Right? Like, we get to see a showdown and Daniel's going to kick the snot out of Anubis. I wanted to see the snot kicked out, but I didn't get it. So, I was interpreting... Well, he got snot kicked out. It just wasn't, wasn't Anubis's. It wasn't Anubis's. Um, uh, I was interpreting Daniel's deal with the devil. Bringing it back to the, oh, to the French. Oh, full circle. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> We're so smart. Um, uh, D- Daniel's deal, because Daniel felt he had a superior hand in power right daniel said sure sure anubis yeah 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 you get the eye and then you're gonna leave abydos completely alone and you're gonna let my friends go free and then i'm gonna kick your butt but he didn't say that last part um and i think it was implied when daniel was so ready so fast and so sure when he was conveying when michael shanks was acting that out and conveying with his eyes that daniel jackson believed it in his core that Daniel Jackson was going to be able to enforce the terms of that ingre- uh, of that agreement uh-huh. if violated, uh-huh. right? Daniel Jackson, to his core, thought he was going to be able to enforce those terms, and I believed it, uh-huh. right? So that made that moment, that deal, uh, more palatable because I believed Daniel Jackson had the power to enforce the terms. So in your head, right? Daniel Jackson was. Daniel Jackson was also offering a false deal. Uh, yes-ish. Yes-ish. Um, Daniel Jackson was offering one deal alone. You get this eye, you leave this planet alone permanently. He didn't say anything about what would happen after Anubis left. He didn't guarantee Anubis' safety, ever. He was just guaranteeing Abydos' security. And if Anubis turned, Daniel was confident he could enforce the terms of the deal. If Anubis attempted to destroy Abydos, Daniel was going to be able to be like, ha ha, no, you don't exist anymore or whatever, right? You know, however whatever it was going to be. Right? Yep. And yeah, you're right. Daniel then was wanting to buy time so that Anubis could be defeated ultimately. But the terms of the deal were only, you get the eye, you leave Abydos. Those are the terms. Here's your eye, leave. And I will make sure that you stay away. I mean, yeah, if you do anything differently, it's, you, you, will, you will go poof. Go poof. So when the showdown in the bridge happened, um, the Peltac. Oh, the Peltac. I'm sorry, my, my mistake. Uh, Come when on, Brent. When the, what you is gotta push up your glasses and is, you gotta get the words right. But that was clearly a different ship, and we've already established that Anubis is an ascended, descended, Gould, not Gould, ancient. He's person. not actually technically an ancient, but he is ascended or was ascended, and he's descended, but not quite. But yeah, I mean, you know, he he's like like. I think uh, that Oma de Sala is an ancient. Sure. And Oma de Sala said to her <gasps> ancient buddies... Is Oma de Sala also an ascended, descended, almost not quite? Ooh. What do you think? I think it would be lots of fun if Oma de Sala and Anubis were more alike than not alike. I think that would be a lot of fun. Mm. Well, I will give you a hint. Okay. Either we will get more of that story developed, yeah, or we won't. That that was a that was a great hint. Thanks, Zach. 
Thanks. You're <laughs> you, that was that was that was awesome. That, 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 that. Anyway, okay. So uh, would you like a more hint? Nah, no, no, no. See, I didn't even want a more hint. I know you know. I, it's fine. All right. So that so so right. So when Daniel was making the, I wasn't viewing that part of the script as a weak part. But I see uh, what you're saying. I sure. get it. Um, but I was believing Daniel Jackson was going to be able to enforce the terms. So in the scene in the Peltac, when Daniel Jackson started to attempt, started to enforce the, the terms and Anubis did his hand wave thing, which you're right. I did not interpret as a no, no, don't kill me. I interpreted it as, okay, here we go. Here we're going to square off. And then Daniel gets blown away. Yeah. That in that split second, I was like, oh, Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I have made a mistake. Daniel's made a mistake. We are in trouble. And then I get it. The line had to be said in order to convey that that hand gesture was actually Anubis reacting in fear, not going head to head. And then I thought to myself, who else can pull Daniel Jackson away from that moment? The person, the entity that was said to be watching from the earlier part, Oma Dasala. So Oma Dasala must have done that, and for reasons I don't know. Now, I then put into headcanon that Daniel Jackson and Oma Dasala got into a big argument. And Oma's like, you can't do that! And Jackson's like, you don't understand, they're my friends, they're my friends! And then he ended up convincing Oma Dasala to do something for Abydos and ascend them all. Mm. Well... I will say that in terms of our timeline, yeah. Oma was already there and had already ascended at least Skara before the showdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, um, I chose to interpret that undoubtedly there was a heated discussion between Daniel Jackson and Oma Dasala, and perhaps it resulted in all Abydosians being ascended uh, and living in a plane of wonderment that looks a lot like their current plane it would have well been nice it if they only been. looks like their current plane for the sake of those of us who are actually that's on the fair. current plane that's fair anyway okay there was that okay in any case it is sufficient for me to say that this episode is awesome yes I like the episode. I don't have anything more to really say other than what has been said. I know you have actually done most of the talking in our analysis section. Yes. But there is much of what you said that I was, well, well he said. And I could say it again <laughs> in my own words. But I don't think that's necessary. Sure. Because we are now at a lengthy time frame. Yes. So, it's our, Brent. It's, it's time. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Who listens to this podcast? Yeah, has been waiting for years. Years? Well, we've been on the podcast for. Three Have years. people been thinking about this episode? Like, has it been on people's minds? Dear listeners, has this been on your mind for years? I bet you. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. No pressure. Okay. 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 They want to know. Oh my gosh. They are desperate to hear. Oh no. <laughs> How many chevrons you uh, give this episode? Oh, I'm going to disappoint so many people. Nah, I'm not going to disappoint anybody. I give this eight chevrons. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a complete reframe. It is a complete changeup. There is so much that gets done well in this episode. We close out a major chapter. Like I said, this is a book closer we're open i i don't know for a fact if we're going to open up a new book but boy they're sure telling me that tell you what if i'm wrong on this one if they don't open up a new book i'm gonna be uh not happy camper but right now as i see it like 
they've done such a good job closing out a major portion of what was the point of the television show and yet also opening up possibilities going forward. And the acting was good and the and the directing was great and the editing was flawless for what they had to get done. And it was shot so well and the effects were so good and everything worked. Everything worked really, really, really well and they expanded the, the story. Like it's it's by my definition a complete game changer for me. There so it's go. an eight eight out of seven. Eight out of seven. I will spoil this for you. Okay. You want a new book to be opened. Yes. And you will receive. Yay! <laughs> Excellent. Looking forward to it. All right. Okay, what about you? What do you give this show? Well episode. So I watched this episode yesterday. I watched the commentary for this episode. I watched some special features for this episode yesterday. And I sat to myself and I thought, what should I give this episode? And there was a part of me that says, well... And there's another part of me that's like... And there's another part of me... So illuminating. So illuminating. Yep. Yeah. And with all of that... Yes. All that mumble mumble. My brain says... Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes. Okay. Eight. Hey! Eight! Woohoo! Oh, so good. So good. I think this is the first time where we both were at an eight. That could very well be true. You gave Fifth Race an eight. Um, I gave Changeling an eight, and I think you gave it a... I don't remember what you gave it. I don't it. remember it. it it's, it's right here. You gave it a seven, and I gave it an eight. Uh... Yes, but then up there, I gave something an eight, and you gave it a seven. Right there. What was that one? Oh, Unnatural, unnatural Selection. selection. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. You gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. Yeah. We oh, gave no, the we, other guys we both a seven. Gave, we both gave Meridian. Oh, we gave Meridian. Yeah. Meridian was another double eight. Yep. Okay. okay. All right, fine. So, with all of that. Yes. Shall we uh, look at our predictions? Yes. Let's take a look-see. This is where I stall because I never remember to cue this up beforehand. Oh, thank, thank you. Th everybody, everybody on the Twitters, thank you. I see that no one replied. Thank you. Thank you very much. I would rather that it be on Facebook anyway. I appreciate your, I appreciate your effort. Thank you for seeing me and what I don't like doing. I appreciate it. Dear listener. Oh, secret. Next thing. week. Please send all of your Aww. predictions to Twitter just for Brent's sake. You know, I edit this show, right? Like, none of that's a secret. <laughs> awesome. Nothing on Twitter. I can totally put on Facebook, hey, send... Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah, that's true. You, you could right. do that. In any case, let us begin. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Twitter's a liar. Twitter's a lying liar that lies. Oh, I am upset. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's there's several <laughs> all right we got Jacqueline we got Jacqueline here hi, hi Jacqueline. Jacqueline Jacqueline says sevens all around uh -uh. she's right that we were way at the top but uh but nope we got uh, we got more than that so thank you thank you Jacqueline for that mm -hmm. uh we've got Christy hi Christy hi Christy um, actually a funny thing happened to me today. I'm riding in an elevator and an old friend of mine, somewhere who, someone who never calls, never writes, just shows up and tells me about all about this very important and apparently urgent mission that needs my attention. 10 out of 10 alone? 
Wow. I yeah. did. That's, that's yeah. like way out of that. Whoa. That's holy moly. So, no, it wasn't a 10, but it was definitely uh, the. Well, I mean, I mean, if, if, if the scale is 10 out of 10, well, then, I guess then, we, then we actually blew that we, one out of the we, water. We did, get, we did get higher than that one, I guess so. Yes. So then we got Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Did I get it in on time? You did. I sure hope I did. Well, even if I didn't, I'm still going to leave my prediction here so that Brent will have. <laughs> So that Bre- so that way Brent will keep the Twitter active and go Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, I'm I've given you a look. So that keep Brent up, Kevin. will job. keep the Twitter active and going because the biggest crime of all time would be if this Twitter became dead and inactive. Oh no, I'm out of character. <laughs> Ran out of space. Ah, I guess he left his thing on Facebook. Uh, all right, okay. so that's what we got on Twitter. Okay, thank all you right. people. Thank you. All thank right. You. Well, we'll start with Sean. Hi Sean. And eight is actually two full circles, so this episode has to be at least that from both Zach and Brent. Whoa! Okay, it's you got a it. farewell to... Well, you gotta read what he has to say. Oh. It's a farewell <laughs> to some beloved characters throughout one movie in six seasons. Yeah. My only gripe is SG-1 didn't show any evidence of emotions upon discovering the Abaddonians and, tech, uh, and technically been wiped, were technically wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so bring on fast. season seven yes. and more eight child friend episodes right from the get go. Oh, I don't oh. think that's a spoiler. What? Winky face. He. Okay, Sean, you got it right. H O. Yeah. All right. Elio. Elio. Hey, Elio. He says eight chevrons from me. Okay. I guess seven from both Zach and Brent. Ah, well, the story plot is good. The pace is nice. The jokes are legendary. Yeah. Wait, you'll have you have all have you all been seeing Daniel and didn't tell Carter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful scenes. <laughs> yes, Elio, we agree with you. Yes. Eight chevrons. Um, we give it more than the seven you predict. Yes, Rowan. Hi, Rowan. Says. We are gathered here today to bid farewell to Skara and the people of Abydos mm-hmm. and to celebrate the conclusion of Stargate's original plot arc. Yep. How do the logistics of ascending an entire planet work? Oh, yeah. How can one travel through the Stargate to a place which no longer exists? Yes. Don't think too hard about it because no. it's time for a Daniel Jackson Jedi battle. Yes! Wait, where did he go? Guess we'll have to wait until next season to find out. Oh, oh. This is a pretty kick-ass episode. Uh-huh. Brent will give it a 6. Uh-huh. Zach will give it a 6.5. Uh-huh. This episode has been rated 8.9 on IMDb, which yeah. is a 6.5 on my IMDb to Chevron rating conversion scale, yep. putting it in the top 10% of Stargate oh, episodes yeah. overall. Yeah. It is the highest rated episode of season 6. In yes. fact, it's the highest rated episode since Window of Opportunity in season 4. Wow. And the third highest rating ep- rated episode Brent and Zach have covered so far. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, Rowan, we gave it more than six and six and a half. That's true. But I can totally hear what you're saying. I will say that... My enthusiasm is infectious. So, well, that is a true statement, but that's not where I was going. Okay. (laughs) Um, The fact that Oma Dasala ascended basically an entire planet worth of people. Yes. Um, if I think about this as being a potential finale for a series, yes, I feel great about it because yes. we get to annihilate the planet 
and say everybody survives. At the which, same time. At the same time, which yes. is awesome. Yeah. Now, when I think about this episode as having a season 7, 8, 9, 10, and so on and so forth, the fact that they come here and they annihilate a planet and says, oh, don't worry about it. We just ascended everybody. They're all fine. Yeah. Is a little less satisfying. Sure. But, but you gotta, yes, yes. Okay. Kevin is next. Hi, Kevin. Oh, hey, he got more characters. Hi, Zach. Hi, Brent. I love, love, love this episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's not a spoiler to say that this episode is very important in the meta-universe of Stargate. Mm -hmm. That is a true statement and not a spoiler. And apparently they speak English on Abydos. I noticed that too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They didn't speak English in the movie. They totally spoke English in the show. Yep. Even when they are alone. Yeah, they were kicking the ball around each other. Like, hey, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Ascended are actually the Ancients. I did not see that coming. I didn't either. I can't remember if I saw it or not coming. I mean, I know. I mean, that yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Anyway, but yeah, I didn't see it coming. I am going to predict a seven from Zach and a seven from Brent. I yeah, can't close. wait to see what close. is in the future on the next four or actually nine or I guess we should say 11 seasons. Nah. Oh, wait. I forgot to count infinity. 12 seasons. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot origins. I can't wait to see what you do with the next 13 seasons. of. St- so technically, there are two seasons of Stargate Infinity. It's all in one little thing, but I think it's actually technically two seasons. Okay. Okay. But in any case, in any case, uh, for the rest of it, the end of season six is just the beginning of your journey. Oh, wow. There you have it. That's kind of exciting. Um, and now I've got to check the other place on Facebook because there are two places to go. The Ascended Facebook. Hopefully. But not Ascended. The Escalator. Sure. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Up, down, up, down, left, right. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. We have, um, let's do that. Do, 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 do. Okay. We shall start with Adrian. Hi, Adrian. This is going to be a seven for both. Oh, yeah. Great threat from Anubis and return of characters like Daniel Jackson and Scara. Yeah. Only thing that lets it down is the random, never-before-mentioned MacGuffin they try to get, and I'll never understand how a planet can ascend. Love this one, though. You know, I'm willing to say, so we only ever see the one city next to the gate on Abydos. What if the entire population of Abydos is contained in that city? As in... Yeah, you're ascending an entire planet, technically, but you're only ascending maybe 10,000 people total. Mm. Uh, we have a response to Adrian from Mark. Oh, okay. Everyone on the planet ascending was what's-your-faces breaking the rules again. Oh. To which Adrian replies, uh-huh. yes, Omidasala must have done it, but the planet ascends, not just the people. Anyway, what <laughs> do you think Zach and Brent are going to score this out of seven? Martin? yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin doesn't respond specifically, oh. but David responds to Adrian. Ah. The planet wasn't ascended, just the population. It wasn't a Death Star weapon. Yes, though, that darn Omen Sala and her rule-breaking. Um, Adrian says, okay, I looked it up. The planet didn't ascend, but I'm sure it was destroyed. Well, you know, man. All right, so. Details matter, man. Okay, we have Justin. Hi, Justin. Uh, this is a lengthy... Uh, message, <laughs> and I'm not certain how much of this... Well, anyway, we'll run with it. Okay. You have to find this episode of Stargate because otherwise Anubis will gain control of it and cancel the series. It's lost somewhere between season six and seven, but I need your help to find it. Turns a full circle to reset the scene. 
Sorry, I'm doing fine, Brent. Uh, the knees, the back, everything. Uh, still weather dependent. Zach, uh, pal, buddy, chum, you? This is the stargatest stargate ever to stargate. Okay. Witty banter, malfunctioning elevators, archaeology under fire, secret rooms within secret rooms. Yeah. Rushing the story, C4 on the MacGuffin. Yes. Ultimate ancient lost city power, ascended political BS, Abydosians yeah. caught between the Gulwold and O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This was what Netflix subtitles yes. for Scar's words. Yes, I noticed that too, <laughs> O'Neill, a lot. We finally come full circle back to Abydos for the first time. For the last time, Scar is getting married, which, per the trope, means he's going to die. Yes, Jack is yes. going to uh, Shaloki, but is too low-keyed with Sam to come full circle. Yep. If you know what I mean, yep. nudge, nudge, wink, wink, yep. say no more. Well, spank me, Rosie. Yep. The ultimate weapon. By the way, that was an ad lib. I and, believe it. And everybody else had the darndest time keeping a straight face. Yeah, well. In yeah. any case. Uh, the ultimate weapon of the first cosmic scene stealing hack is left in the once place our James Spader stand-in never thought to look. <laughs> Hidden behind the door triggered by a cat toy and protected by a styrofoam wall. <laughs> hey. Maybe it was just, like, mud or something, not styrofoam. Their CGI budget was decently used to show the underwhelming basic cable epic-adjacent protracted retreat where they brought missile launchers but not claymores. Apparently, they also brought the Imperial Stormtrooper P90s or maybe one of the other guys gave the Jaffa plot armor. <laughs> Teal'c blasting away with the machine gun looked a whole lot better than his aim. Oh, Am nice. I going too fast? The assault went faster than the archaeology, faster than used cavalry, yeah. and faster yeah. than Jack meanders through the gate at the end. Yes! This episode packed full of more meaty tropes than the Bill Swerzy's superfans. Basic cable Jedi <laughs> Daniel who figures everything our uh, figures everything out about Anubis teases lost knowledge and blusters his way through a final conflict where a more powerful Jedi intervenes. Oh yeah, Jack Stark was turned up to eleven. Anubis chews through the scenery as always, and as always, Grandma cleans up the mess. <laughs> I am convinced that there is never a satisfactory ending to any TV series. Just as Brent pontificated about there is no story that we are owed, there is no ending that we are owed, just a stage for the swan song and the bitter curtain called show cut off yeah. from any possible futures and the lamentation of lost souls. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes. And that's where it ends. He didn't even give me a rating. I'm not. I don't even deserve. Or like we are not. We are not owed a rating. We are not owed a rating. J Justin just is like meta, meta, meta. Justin, you and I are going to have to have some words some of these days. <laughs> not necessarily unpleasant. Just epic, words. Epic twenty-two. You know, I, I I like you, Justin, and I like hanging out with you. So sharing words with you is good. That was actually. Brilliant. That Thanks for brilliant. sharing that, Justin. That was awesome. Uh, and Tim. Hi, Tim. It's a bit more rushed than I would like, but hey, we get to see Daniel again. That is always that is always gives it that always gives it a boost. Mm -hmm. Okay. It also closes out the Abydos story, which is really needed, and it highlights how much of a problem Anubis really is. I give it a six. 
if we need a little more time for the story, I think it could, if we had a little more time for the story, I think it could easily be a 7. My guess is a 7 from Brent and a 6.5 from Zach. Close. We were we were ecstatic, but yes, on the same on the same track. I could see uh, the you know if anybody gave this a six or better, oh yeah, I would totally buy that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody gave it less than a six, I would be like, what are you doing? Well, I would be interested to know what the justification would be for something less than a six. Fair enough. But yeah, like you know. All right. Does everybody have to give it an eight? No, no, not at all. No. We'll start with Susan. Hi, Susan. Regarding Brent's apology in last week's podcast, oh. thank you, thank you, thank you. I did respect and try to understand Brent's opinions about Memento, but as his rant continued fast, forward became my friend. Touche. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I guess that is the benefit of a podcast. I get to be, uh, people can just fast forward right over the top of me. <laughs> On to full circle. Daniel is back and asking for SG-1's help. Best quote from Jack. I personally think this whole Ascension thing is a bit overrated. I wouldn't be ha- I couldn't be happier to have Daniel back again if it's only until he crosses that fine line once too often. Mm. Like his mentor, Oma, Daniel is having a hard time following the rulebook. I love the humor, the action, and drama, finding out just who or what Anubis is, and the bittersweet mm-hmm. goodbye in this episode, we learn much. There is significant mythology building that will impact seasons to come. But I am bummed about a couple things. Ascended Daniel never appeared to Sam in season six. Yes. Mm. They never had their warm and fuzzy moment. Scara's death and the destruction of, a new, of Abydos. Even though everyone ascended, it, it was still a bittersweet ending for the planet and people where the Stargate franchise began. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even so, this one is this one's still an eight for me. Yeah. Daniel's back, if only temporarily. Brent and Zach should be giving out eights oh. for a great season finale. Yes! You Congratulations, got it. Susan! Nice. We have Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Been doing basic training every weekend, so got a run, but didn't want to miss quickly commenting on this episode. Ooh, okay, yeah. Hey, good luck on your basic training. Yes. Zach, eight. <gasps> Brent, huh? eight. Oh, Kimberly, you got it. Woo! Everything changes in this, in this episode. Bane might be the height of TV, but this has got to compare for Brent. <laughs> yeah. Season seven is my personal favorite season ah. of SG-1. Things get epic. Lots of converging story arcs and characters. Nice. Good to hear. Good to All hear. All right. Uh, Justin sent an email and oh, he says. Hello, Justin. Hello again. Read in a booming voice. Oh, okay. We have come <laughs> full circle. <laughs> Seven from both because their heads are still spinning in full circle. Oh, so so Justin did give us a rating. I see. I see. Oh, and you hey. absolutely trolled him. I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have Dan. Hi, Dan. This is it. The final episode of the first season of the, on the second network that would become the last channel we'd see the show on until we get new stuff that is. It's a great episode, man. So much to unpack. Even the one crippling failure that has bugged me about this episode for years. Mm-hmm. First, the good stuff. Yeah. We have actual surface-to-air combat between our favorite Abaddonian boys and the forces of Anubis. Yes. There was only... Really, one way for this to go, but man, they put up a heck of a fight. Yes. Of course, the reveal of Daniel as an ancient is big, too. Wait, yeah. 
What's that? This just in, folks. Anubis is partially ascended too. If only there were more episodes to delve into that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I you hope mean we have another season? Hey! Huzzah! Now, the problem that has seriously irked me going on nearly 20 years, mm-hmm. Daniel tells Jack in the elevator Anubis has five of the six eyes and mentions three of them Apophis, Osiris, and Tiamat. Yeah. I figured he absorbed Apophis' forces early in season five after he was taken out, so no issue there. We established in the middle of season five, in season five's two parter, Summit and Last Stand, Osiris is working for Anubis. Oh, no, Anubis. <laughs> Osiris is working for Anubis. Yes. So if they're in league together, fair enough. Here's the problem we've destroyed the Eye of Tiamat. Just before the Osiris yeah. Anubis reveal, Jack sticks a brick of C4 on it and blows it up with Marduk in the ziggurat. Yeah. See seasons, season five, yep. the tomb. How the heck did this thing survive? It didn't. He patched it back together with super glue. So I can't remember if he actually stuck the C4 on the eye itself. It's heavily implied that everything in there was destroyed. That's true. Dan's point absolutely stands. Now, obviously, we're going to wave our hands over the top of it and do some magic TV magic to make that not happen. Voila. Look, it's back. Ta-da. You know, we have also established that Anubis has um, ascended, descended, unsended powers. That's true. So he might have, he might have, he might have unblowed up <laughs> the Eye of Tiamat by undescending it. Maybe. <laughs> so, so in the book Aragon, actually, it's not actually Aragon. It's one of the following books. Like the the dwarves have this crystal that is destroyed by Saphira, and they spend countless hours taking every tiny shard put into its place one after another until finally the crystal is reformed and then Saphira goes <sighs> with her flames yeah. and it fixes everything. There we go. Maybe Anubis did the same thing with the Eye of Tiamat. I mean, it seems reasonable. I, clearly there can be a no other possibility. No other possibility. Maybe he got uh, Marmaduke to do it. Marmaduke? Yeah, whoever there was the guy in the... In the... Marduk. Oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> Dan continues. Yes. Lessons to be learned. One, be polite and greet your friends in the elevator in the morning. Yes. Two, always double check to make sure it was aspirin you took. Yes. Three, friends and co-workers can go to a wedding. It's not a big deal if you don't make it out to be a one. Hint, hint. Four, it's possible Ascension could be overrated. We'll have to parse that out. Maybe over the next couple of seasons and spinoffs. And number five, <laughs> when you are cornered in a room and there are dozens of enemy troops with weapons pointed at you, preventing your escape, always be courteous and offer for their surrender. Yes. <laughs> number six, Lord, use not so bad, is he? No, I don't think so. Number seven. In the corporate world, failing upwards is frowned upon, but more often than not, common. <laughs> yes. Number eight. It is always necessary to antagonize your opponents in battle. Always. Yes. yes. Number nine. This one's more for the crew of the show. When filming in a sandy desert area, cover up your tire tracks. We can see them through the Abaddonian camp. Maybe they had uh, maybe they had carts with really wide wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh boy. This has been a long post. Sorry, Zach. 
<laughs> desperate. Despite the gross error of the plot, this is a seven episode for me. Uh-huh. If they didn't forget one past episode, this would be an easy eight. There is so much world building and series lore construction, I don't even know where to begin. Mm. This episode perfectly sets up the next season of SG-1 and easily begins the countdown to Atlantis. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> as well as starts the baseline work that gets us to SGU. I'd say this oh. is going to be an eight from Brent yeah. because of all the words I've made Zach read so far. <laughs> yes. And an eight from Zach because we know things that Brent doesn't yet know. Yep, you got it. On to season seven. This is my favorite one of the series. I'm excited to see and hear your thoughts as we go. Take a drink. Zach, you earned it. Yes. I finished my beer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But But I will take a drink of water because I need it. Yeah. Wet that whistle. All right. Lydia Ann. Hi, Lydia. Ann. Lydia Ann. Lydia Ann. Late start to my day because I got a COVID booster yesterday. Hey! The third shot packs a punch. Well, congratulations for you. He has it. Yes. I'm waiting for it. You'll get it. I'm not on the list yet. Yeah, you'll, you'll be there. I'll be there. I love watching this episode, she says. It's got good dialogue and banter, good action, great visuals. We get to see, we get to say goodbye to Skara and Abydos. The realization that the team has met ancients with Oma and potentially Orlin. Revelations about why Anubis is different from other Guawuld. Looking forward yeah. uh, to, so good. Uh, looking forward, there are questions. How to deal with Anubis and his Death Star knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Is Daniel in trouble with Oma or the other ancients? Yeah, maybe, Does the team hear from Daniel again? I don't know. What about this lost city? It's Atlantis. I just learned that just now. I give it a low six. (laughs) Oh! The plot wants to ask questions about the nature of power and what Daniel can do with that power. Yes. But the answer seems to be upholding the status quo. But the answer seems to be that upholding the status quo is more important, which is disappointing for a sci-fi series. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Fair. I hear that. Yes, me too. Brent loves the visuals, but finds the plot a little clunky and will give it a five. Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) Zach loves more of it because he knows that this is a springboard for the rest of the series and gives it a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the criticisms are spot on. I was absolutely willing to let it go because it was it was like a well done encyclopedia page that kept my attention and was visually amazing, and the actors were doing a great job. Like like I get it as a story, as a singular story, it's okay. But it's I can see what it's doing for the story at large. So here's why. Ultimately, I went with an eight. Mm-hmm. I was considering numbers lower than an eight, mm-hmm. but I went with eight because. This episode, uh, is the story the greatest it could possibly be? No. Right. But this this episode does a stupendous job of saying goodbye and yes. ending season six yes. and potentially the whole series yes. while at the same time giving such a perfect springboard yeah. to what comes next yeah. Yeah. That that, I mean... The the artistry of coming up with that balance is ridiculously hard. Yeah. And the fact that they managed to do it, mm-hmm. Martin Wood, yeah. Robert Cooper, woo. Absolutely. All right. We have one more prediction from David. Hey, David. You don't know what kind of Chevron encoding bias buffer I am. 
I guess that's true. It is okay. <laughs> Hi, David. Funny thing, that. we were doing a television. We were doing a television podcast. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's technically true. And we hear from our good friend David, and he's you know like letting us know about how, how, like what he's about to do and stuff like that. Yeah, and, uh, then you know, just, and then he has an encoding bias. Oh wait, that's Dude. normally what he does. Never mind. All right. <laughs> In any case. I think David instinctually knew that we would have like a thousand predictions. Yes. So he kept this one short. Oh, hey, nice. Thank you, David. This episode was great. It's late for me and I have nothing further to say about it. <laughs> Eight chevrons from Brett for all the reasons. <laughs> yes. Seven and a half chevrons <laughs> for the same reasons, just not quite as much of them. <laughs> nice. Very, very, very close. All, all right. right. Thanks, David. So with all of that, I say thank you very much, everybody, yes, for that. Thank you. Um, Normally at this point in time I would say Brent the yeah. next episode is blah blah blah, blah and blah. then you would re- but the next episode we're going to have is the recap and we'll do the, the beginning of season 8 during during season of 7 during our recap of season 6. Yes. There he is. I'll yes. get the words out seven, eventually. 6 recap later. Yeah, later. Yes. So at this point in time I say special thanks to everybody yes. for giving their predictions. Thank you. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to tell us what you think about this episode, you still have time to email us or Twitter us or Facebook us or Discord or whatever yeah, it is. That's right. Do all of those things, and it'll be great. And until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you that next time. Bye. Better dial it up. Get these people home. <laughs> <laughs>